Good evening, everyone. My name is Makai Eastman, and here I have the Arts and Conversation podcast this week. I have my friends Kayla Beers, Dakota Q. Herrick, and Kiara Flowers, and here to talk about just their experiences in dance and choreography that came with it. So firstly, again, thank you all so much for taking time to speak with us today. And I just want to ask, how is this whole situation holding up with how you feel about your art and how you're able to create with it? Has it hindered you for any future plans or anything like that that you want to speak up on? Whoever can go first. Well, I'll go. Uh, so, um, Obviously, I'm you know an entertainer, so all of my all my stuff's been shut down because nobody's allowed to hang out in groups more than like ten people or however many people. So um, I'm not out there entertaining or working with people. I'm sitting around my house all day, every day for weeks on end, and it really, I it's, it's kind of changed the way I work because uh, normally I will be listening to songs or listening to uh, whatever I'm doing if I'm creating something uh in this instance we're talking about choreography um normally i have a reason to do it and now it's just i'm sitting around and i'm bored so i find a good song and i'll just stand in my front room for an hour dancing my face off and it's a it's a different ball game than what i've been doing up to this point so yeah i completely get that Um, Dakota, I know that you said, <laughs> I know that you were doing that internship um, a couple of months ago. Did that uh, lead to anything that might have been affected by the pandemic by any chance? Um, not sure what you're talking about with the internship, but um, I was doing, it might be you think of the company work I was doing oh, with yeah. Moving Current. Yeah, so um, I'm a principal dancer for Moving Current. Mm -hmm. And it was going into our spring um, company season. So we had plans for a show in May. And then also I was dancing with Amanda Saratsky and we were going to New York City to present her new work um, also in May. Uh, so that was really interesting. We were in rehearsals. It was really exciting. So obviously yeah. that was canceled. Um, it's not really rescheduled so far. Um, that I know of, um, as well with Beacon performance was happening in May. So I had three performances all happening around the same time, all of which were canceled. Um, so Moving Current is actually, they altered their performance and now they're doing a virtual interactive website for Newgrounds. So that'll be coming out in June timeframe, but basically what you can do is you go on the website, the artists that were accepted, um, they're going to have one column that um, has just the choreography, the middle column is the music, and then the third column is an output. And you can go and pick the choreography, pick the song, and then it will output whatever combination you choose. So that way it's still interactive um, and the audience can feel like they're still present even though it's on the screen. Other than that, I'm doing um, virtual rehearsals with them as well with Orange Grove Dance, which is out of Washington, D.C., and they're setting um, a dance film on us. So we were lucky enough where the artists in residency that we were working with already, they're very 
interactive with the virtual community already. They make a lot of dance films and they uh, cooperate with technology in just their normal performances. So we've been in that process for a few weeks now um, where we're taking videos of ourselves in different locations of our home, um, different focus settings of cameras with different light sources, etc., trying to create different shots. And then um, what they're doing is they're going to amalgamate all of that and edit it for us. So we'll have 12 different dance solo films, and then they're going to mush it together into one big film also, which, which will be presented um, in June at the same time as Newgrounds. So that's exciting for the performance realm. So um, I think it's interesting that companies are still finding ways to present work. Um, however, on the teaching side, there's not much going on with that. Um, some studios have moved to virtual Zoom classes, others have not, they're just closed indefinitely. Um, and then other studios have let the politics of financial concerns as well as um, title of position take over whether or not their uh, faculty and employees are eligible to work. So that's a little bit frustrating um, in the sense where if you're part-time compared to full-time, you are unable to stay with your classes regardless if they're your classes. So if you're part-time and you had a class, it's now replaced with a full-time faculty member. Um, so that's a little disheartening in the sense where you don't get your own community, but overall they're still getting some kind of dance education. So left in a little bit of a limbo with that, but could be worse. Well, at least there's that. And I guess there's a, you know, a little light at the end of the tunnel of being able to say, well, they're not learning from me, but still finding joy in the fact they're learning something. Right. You know? And I guess that's a, a testament to you for being the bigger person in that light to be able to see that. So that's really nice to think about. And Kiara, uh, you know, <laughs> immediately what popped into my head when when they canceled the rest of the semester for in-person activities, I was like, oh man, UDC showcase. I know, please, my heart. You know, I would love to talk about that. Yeah, would you mind explaining what UDC is to everyone else? Yes. So UDC is the University of Tampa's hip hop crew, which is Unified Dance Crew. I had the pleasure of being the president this year and which has started last year was called Unified Dance Crew Showcase. And we're trying to make an annual thing that every year have Falk Theater, which is the theater at our university. Um, at the end of the second semester, we basically give a really nice um, dance show of what, of our team and also of like other dance um, numbers and teams that goes to our university as well. And I was really excited because since I was the president, I was going to be the person to put it all together. And when I tell you, like, I really, like, had this thing really prepared and really, like, mapped out this time. And I just really wanted to give that show to everyone. And I'm pretty upset that couldn't have happened. But hopefully next year, it's just going to come back stronger. Now I'm the choreography captain of Unified Dance Crew. So I'm still on the executive board, so I can still have a lot of um, say or do with the show. And I'm really excited 
for it for next year. But yeah, that was the one thing this year that really got to me. I'll never forget getting that email and hysterically crying on my couch. Like, my team, my team. We had such a dope set too this year. Oh, oh, it was so good. So good. But it's okay. It's 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 okay. I've gotten over it. Um, we've done some really cool things virtually together. Like we've kept up with each other on Zoom calls. Um, I'm talking about my the dance team, by the way. And we have. Um, I don't know if you follow us on Instagram, but I made like a little um compilation of the set that we were supposed to do this year, and that was my greatest joy of quarantine. Honestly, was making that video. To be honest. Baller. It was baller. I saw that. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. And honestly, like becoming president and having the uh, the ability to guide people and just to see how like people have evolved and within their dance and their movement, like it was just amazing to watch. Like everybody sending me their videos and I'm like, oh my god, I'm like proud mom over here. Like <laughs> Yeah, it made me really happy. Well, that's good. Again, these little nuggets of hope and yeah, <laughs> that seems to be a very dark time. Yeah, we have to during times of uncertainty. It's scary, especially for like the arts and what we love. You know? Yeah. And the common thread amongst us all is that we've all been the UT dance department in any capacity, you know, yeah. obviously some more than others, but we've, uh, we've at least created our relationship to be centered around that. And, you know, I think about UDC and even the dance department at UT as a whole. You, they, we did the little senior send off a couple of days ago. And uh, when our teacher Susanna was going through the list of seniors, they only had like, what, eight <laughs> that were dance majors. And that really took me back. I said, wow, <laughs> there aren't that many actual applied dance majors that are a part of this you know everybody comes from all different walks of life there are um you know my our friend skylar was entrepreneurship uh there are people who you know uh, focus in the medical field people doing math and all these different kinds of things and it's funny how we're able to be brought together through that and that really made it feel even more special because it we do what we love with who we love and that's just so inspiring to say the very least of that so in that same vein recounting on your experiences with dance has there been a specific moment when you realize how much power in the movements that you've had to either tell somebody else's choreography or to tell with your own are you talking about like right now or just like in general in general like has there ever been a moment that just made you feel like we we did this or i did that just something to kind of spark that for you straight up um dakota actually i was in a piece of hers uh last yeah, oh my god, that was like last year. <laughs> um, but it was about um like parasites and hosts and parasitism and it was a super cool, super fun piece. Um we were always drenched afterwards. We always had a great time doing it. But um it was one of those pieces that really like spoke to me as it kind of made me examine like 
what I was doing and who I was at the time that we were going through this rehearsal process. Um, and it, you know, it kind of, and this is something that is always happening in dance is you're always examining yourself and like what in you are you using to, you know, make the movement beyond just, you know, your muscles moving. Like, where's that coming from? Like, where's, and what, what, what are you finding in yourself? And that piece especially made me do a lot of soul searching and realize that like maybe who I, I wasn't who I wanted to be, or maybe I wasn't doing what, um, you know, I should be doing as, as, as a person or a dancer. And um, yeah, I still think about that. I still will randomly just be like, I'll hear part of the song from it and I'll be like, oh, I need to go write something down. I think I need to fill in my diary a little bit, you know? <laughs> Um, I have two moments that come to mind. Um, the first one would be last year's spring dance happening when I was in Lexi's piece and her piece was all just like being in the present moment. And when I tell you like by the last show, I was sobbing on stage. I'm the biggest crybaby. And it was just like last year, I was just going through a time where being in the present moment was very like big and it resonated a lot with me. And it just made me like, just realize I don't know how consumed you can be with not being in the present moment and how that can really distract you from things going on in your life and I just that was something I really wanted to change so that piece really resonated a lot with me and I feel like I really learned and grew from that um the second moment would be when I danced for EDC Orlando I'll never forget like being on the main stage and I forgot what DJ it was but he remixed the Kanye West song Ghost Town and like I love that song, and <laughs> I, it was just like, I don't know, when I heard him remix, like, EDM's that song, I was mind-blown, I just could not believe that. I was on the main stage of, like, EDC Orlando, and it was, like, one of my outfits where I was, like, dominatrix, so I had this long mohawk and these really crazy glasses and tall latex boots. Oh, my God, I thought I was going to fall off the stage. But just all of that moment, I just remember crying again because... <laughs> It was my favorite song, and I just cannot believe that my efforts and my hard work got me to on that stage. So dance is just amazing, and the way music can move you with your body is just such a beautiful like talent. It really is. Um, I think for my, for me it was senior year for, uh, spring dance happening with the piece that I made um, called "Comfortable Discomfort." Um, I think that was really the kickstart of my choreographic career. Um, originally, like, when I started dance, obviously, like, I was passionate about it, but it wasn't until senior year, the end of my time at college, where it really um, made sense as to you don't need to focus on just movement, and dance has correlation with just, like, natural human nature. So, how you incorporate movement with words and speaking and memory and how that all can combine into one feeling or situation. And I think it's just so important because it wasn't just a kickstart for me as a dancer or a choreographer, but there's so many different people in that piece that I think grew and expanded from it. And I was able to see that, um, like Mads Waterman. Oh, sorry, I don't know if we're supposed to use last names, but <laughs> Mads, um, so quiet. And they, I always loved working with Mads, but um, I never felt like I was that close to them. 
um, in that sense. But when I asked for volunteers, I was like, okay, who wants to speak their part of the conversation out loud during the show? So you're going to be speaking and dancing and it's your words and I'm not going to make anyone do it, but I think you're all capable. Who wants to volunteer? And Mads was one of the first person um, to raise their hand and be like, I want to do it. And I was like, wow, I same with Victoria. I never would have thought that she would have volunteered as well. Um, just because I never would have assumed that she was that outspoken with her personal feelings and situations, but just being able to recognize that the work we did with movement and with dance enabled them to get to that spot as a dancer and as a performer, and even just as an individual willing to share their feelings with someone else. Um, it like made me realize that like movement's so important to human connection and to how you can interact with someone else, even if it's between a performance and an audience, or if it's just between two people um, sitting next to each other on like a subway. Like body language and movement is everything. Absolutely. Everything. And it's 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 pretty wild because I've like come to, I've come to like realize um, like uh, it's not because you're yeah you, you movement and connecting to other people is a big part of why we do what we do, but also just. Um, being able to like kind of examine uh not only you know obviously i mentioned i was talking about you know being in, internal and not examining myself but being able to examine your relationship with other people through movement and through um creating together or dancing together or even just like hey here's a song that made me dance and you send that to your friend and they go yo actually that's it's just, it's beautiful to see how all this interconnects. Speaking from a theatrical perspective, I'm going to mention when we, when the three of us did the production of Yerma and Dakota, you choreographed for that. And that was a breakthrough moment for me personally because of how much I was able to push myself. I was so incredibly uncomfortable <laughs> for a long period of time being on my knees and my feet. Okay. And I don't know, because like once, yeah, during rehearsals, it was a little bit of a, it was, it was a challenge, always kind of having to push and push and push. But then marrying that with the costumes, the lights and sound, and when everybody got it together, it was almost this unifying sense of, we got this, <laughs> especially since I, that was probably the collection of 10 minutes that I was on stage, but it was kind of a marathon for that. <laughs> and then I had to deliver a whole speech just after that. <laughs> and, <laughs> and even though I was exhausted, I was able to do it because of my fellow dancers and cast members able to continuously be behind me and pun intended lift me up even though <laughs> i wasn't the one being lifted but it was it was incredible and I, I wish i could put it into more layman's terms because it was just a feeling and i think that's the interesting part about dance is that it comes from emotion that is universally understood by humanity and i think it's very important 
a trait that we all share regardless of language and culture and whatever because you you know you even look at babies i always laugh at babies because i think it's just so it, it's just so it, i'm gonna say incredible again because that's all i can say is it's incredible how you know you play a song and what do babies automatically do they start bouncing yeah. <laughs> why <laughs> What is the reason for that? <laughs> but that's what they do. And um, it, whether or not they realize it, they are, they're expressing themselves through their movements. So like you said, how we were just, you know, you can be on the subway and body language is everything. And they don't, they don't get that by watching adults or, you know, anybody older, they just automatically do it. And that leads me into one of my next talking points for you all is, when it comes to choreography, because you all choreographed before, and hopefully we'll continue to do so because you all are fantastic. But is it the chicken or the egg scenario of you hear something like a song or you know a beat, and it just kind of it, it kind of comes from within, or do you maybe make an eight count or a sixteen count, and then that grows from whatever song you then superimpose into that. Um, I think, I think it, there's no right or wrong answer, but I think, um, it specifically has to be focused into two realms. I think commercial dance is very focused on music and movement integrating in a sense where music is telling you what the movement's going to do. So, if I'm choreographing something like a, a competition piece or something that would be presented in um, a musical theater scenario that needs to aid the song telling a plot, then I would definitely reference the song first in order to create the movement. But um, in the concert sense or just uh, movement for movement sake sense, which is more so my preference, I always create movement first. Um, I think music is a layer. Like if you're making a cake, it's like probably like frosting. Mm -hmm. Like movement is the base of the foundation. And um, I think movement should be correlated with feelings as well. So what I prefer to do, even if it's not a feeling, it should be like an object or something. So even if you have like a, gener a generic um, concept or whatever it is, it could be silly. Like, I don't know like uh, like anything um but you come up with a series of words or like eight words um of how you either you're feeling or something you see that triggers that concept so for example um in the quarantine dances we're doing for the company um we have to pick locations in the house so if our location's a chair which is what i'm sitting in now i th would think of eight words or eight things i see that would trigger my brain to think of a chair so it could be like seated, computer, um, like safety, relaxed, whatever it is. And those words that like resonate my body to feel how I would feel in that position is my starting point to create movement because that's the most natural state that my body's going to reconnect to, like your brain to your body. So if your brain doesn't have any kind of stationary point or beginning point, to reconnect like your synapses and your neurons to your movement, then I feel like it's very difficult 
to convey an organic movement phrase or collaboration of choreography, if that makes sense. It does. I think it does. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> but like nothing against anyone who's like music this song bops and i'm gonna do no. a bop ma and a turn and something else because and i just feel walk. yeah walk because walk i feel on, like yeah. that's what it would be yeah no there definitely is no right or wrong answer i was saying right. what personally yeah i definitely do both i just feel more authentic in my own um self and more confident in my movement when I have something that connects the brain to my residual feeling of the movement. That makes a ton of sense. I like that tactic a lot. A lot. I need to start using it, honestly. I'm going to steal it. Yeah. <laughs> Nash, um, what I usually do when it comes to choreography, I definitely like to freestyle first and record myself because I like to just see how a piece of music is translating through my body. So when I kind of watch myself dance, I'm like, mm, okay, I like this. We'll keep this. This was, I don't know, you had your little moment. And then I try figuring out like, okay, I understand the type of vibe or feeling I'm getting from this. I want to incorporate these type of movements. And I just, that's kind of how I kind of make up choreography. If there's a song that I really love, like, I know it for years now. I kind of already have a whole dance sequence in my head. I just got to, like, put it actually, like, on the ground, if that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> it's just definitely, like, more of a freestyle type of ordeal when it comes to choreography, choreography for me. Um, but, yeah. Well, I'll I'll throw, throw in there. I'm kind of, uh, um... I don't really know because everything's very different. I change it up uh, all the time because nothing works like every time. Um, and sometimes I'll sit there and I'll be like, all right, I have this eight count that I've made and I can't add to it. And I can't figure out what I want to do, where I want to go with it. So sometimes it becomes a blending of I'm doing a little bit of freestyle. Oh, I like that thing. I'm going to take it and throw it at the end of the eight count that I have. Or, um, you know, if I'm like, if it's a musical theater piece, like you're choreographing for a show, like Dakota was talking about, um, you're you're thinking, okay, well, what are they trying to say? What are they like? Why are they singing and dancing right now? Like, what is what is behind this? And then you try to, you know, say, okay, well, are they going to be traveling around the state? Are they going to do this and the other thing? Um, but when you're doing stuff for yourself, that's like a little more emotional. That's, um, you, you know, it's uh, it's more of a contemporary than a uh what is the word I'm looking for um whatever than whatever else you're doing uh it kind of comes more naturally and more organically it becomes like sort of a freestyle um there was a night like um, a week and a half ago I was up at you know 3 30 in the morning because you know what is time anymore and um I was outside just working on a like working on some choreography to a song that I've been listening to for like two years. And for some reason it just like was speaking to me and I choreographed this whole dance in like an hour and like had gone through it like a couple of times. But then um, I watched the video of it the next day and I was like, this is terrible Threw half of it away. And now I'm still trying to get the other half going, but that's kind of how it works is, is you look at it and you say, um, sometimes you look at it and you say, this is what I want to do. This is what I want people to understand and see and I can't see that in my own dancing but um for the most part you just visualize it 
you see if it works, and if it doesn't work, you try to get it as close to your visualization as you can. I think that's really important, though, um, doing so many different, uh, I guess you could say, research ways um, to choreograph, because if you continuously do the same exact thing to the same exact kind of music or um, the same space all the time, then you're, I think your body and your brain just start to get comfortable. And once you get comfortable, um, I think, at least for me personally, I get um, inhibited in what I could say or have like the opportunity to say, um, which is why going back to what Makai was saying about Yerma, which is I think helped me a lot working um, in a stage setting because all of that movement was so different from the normal pedestrian dance movement you're going to see on a stage. And I think breaking out of what was comfortable for an actor to be in their human ideal body moving into something that um, is very taboo and animalistic and very it's going to make people uncomfortable watching it I think that's important to use because then it's going to trigger the audience in a new way and also will teach you like wow I was really uncomfortable when I had to like climb on so-and-so and do this but it looked really interesting and now I use this and I'm going to make this addition and this little fix and it's going to be completely some, like completely different and you can use it for something um, on a complete different opposite spectrum or scale. Yeah. Honestly, going off of what you're saying with like the whole like having to choreograph for like different um, types of like stages and stuff, like it got me thinking like even when I would choreograph for Unified, like for Midnight Madness, we're in a big gymnasium, you know, everywhere we're going to perform is like this big, big space. So definitely when I think of movements too for that, um, I always try to, when it's like a big group of people, I try to think of it as a huge like storyline. This is kind of like where the theatrical me comes in. I'm like, okay, we need a beginning, middle, and end. And that's like basically how like I think of how to come up with like, a visual ordeal when it comes to formations or movement because I wanted to tell a story, especially when there's so many people in there. There's, I feel like there's a specific like vibe or feeling to it. So. It's one of those things where it's like, it's like if you get, it, it, what I, what I, the, what I, the phrase I created in my mind while I was listening to you guys talk was um, sometimes we have to choreograph and sometimes we get to choreograph. And it's like, yeah, it's like when you have to, it's like, you know, you have a specific reason for it. You have a specific thing you're trying to do. You're, you know, you maybe probably have a time crunch. Like, you know, these are when rehearsal dates are like, you have to have fully prepared by then. And then sometimes, you know, we just get to, we're, you know, we're pissed off. We're sad. We're happy, whatever. And we just throw something out there and we either hate it or love it. And then, but we, we feel the movement, the choreography, and it's more real to us. Yeah, I completely understand that. I am not a choreographer by any means. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. You could it, be. You could be. I could be. Yes, but I mean, it, it's just not what my brain is necessarily focused on. Uh, but I say that to say the times I have choreographed, I've always had to choreograph. So that's <laughs> that's the key kicker in that because it would usually just be a circumstance where we had no other option and i would be the person in the room with any dance training and they were like makai we got to do something i'm just like 
uh, <laughs> okay. Or even the couple of classes I took when we had to do our midterms or finals and we had to choreograph uh, a minute or two and submit that, I'll just be like, uh, okay. <laughs> so uh, that was more of a superimposition of movements from a song that was already prescribed to me and I didn't connect to that. And I think that's a very important thing to note. And maybe someday I will get the choreography bug, but for right now I'm, I'm more than willing to just collaborate with the people who I know who actually love to create in that regard. And speaking of collaboration, there is a time in my life, that was my second dance concert when I was a freshman in high school. And my dance teacher had us do a very experimental African piece. And it had never been done at my school before because she said, I'm going to do this dance without any music whatsoever. And we had an eight minute time slot to fill. And she said, this is all coming from how you feel. So we spent this, this was for the spring. So we probably started about mid February and this was performed in May. And we all made rhythm and beats with our own bodies and the floor, like clapping, stomping, beating on the floor, breath, everything. And we probably spent a good week of class just sitting there and we had to fill that time slot. So ultimately it just kind of, she gave us guidance in terms of, you know, here's how our arc should probably be. But other than that, we had to give our input as to how this sounded here or how this sounded over there and how this all blended together with some sort of uh, unity in that. Is there any particular element of collaboration that you've had that sticks out to you to say, well, that was absolutely beautiful or, oh my God, that was horrendous. I would never do that again. Every day. Um, I actually, I realized since um, going back to um, Unified, um, just working with like my choreography captains, I love collaborating. I personally am a big fan of it. Um, I thought I wouldn't be because I am very particular when it comes to like a vision I have in mind. But when it comes to movement, because just movement is just so freely, um, I think one thing like choreographers and dancers sometimes forget is that when we use each other, you can really you can really make something beautiful because it's like you don't know what another person's movement is. And so when you kind of come together and you bring your ideas together and see what they make, it can kind of come out really freaking great. And personally, like this year working with my choreograph choreography captains, Shout out to Milan and Jesse, like they were amazing. Like literally, like the like I have never worked with people that like we got along so well, but we were just so honest and very like okay, but well, let's see how this goes. You know, very we we weren't afraid to experiment. You know, and I think it really comes to like a good collaboration is when you work with people who are just very free and like as risk takers as well. Because I will categorize categorize myself with that. <laughs> 
Yeah, because inversely, and as a matter of fact, I want to mention that the and then a situation where that didn't work well was that very same year we had to do a final exam and we all had to choreograph collaboratively a three-minute piece. And it could not have been the most unfortunate pairing of people <laughs> for my group. <laughs> and we were all just on... Uh, and also, you know, you got to ca- uh, consider that we were all like 13, 14, 15, all just on completely different wavelengths. We did not vibe well at all. And it became a jumbled mess. And we promptly got a 61%. I remember that grade specifically. <laughs> that was the lowest grade I've ever gotten on an exam. Oh, but we did that. And that was a learning experience because I'll even, I'll only speak for myself. I will admit that I was too focused on, and this is when I knew I should be a director in the future. I was too focused on what the overall picture and the composition of the stage should look like. And everyone was else was more so pushing for what the movements came some people were, were uh, focusing on the natural movements. Some people were focused on, well, this will definitely look good if we did it right here like this. And I was like, well, it doesn't because of the whole picture and that didn't work out. So that's what I mean by inversely if sometimes you just got to say, all right, yeah, not like this. <laughs> yeah, there, it, it, it becomes just like a, uh, like a meshing thing. Like a lot of um, dancers that I know are very much like very open to collaboration, very, uh, very much on the train of like, I don't know everything. Um, because most of us have trained in all kinds of different areas. We have all kinds of different expertises. Um, and all of us have different movement skills. Like I know I'm not as uh, movement oriented as some other people. And so sometimes when I collaborate with people, part of it's like me just saying, hey, this is what I see in my head. Like, what do you got? And I remember um, a piece, my, the only piece I choreographed, um, for a con or a happening at UT, um, there was uh, this gal uh, Nicole, and she was a very talented dancer, and which is she's still around. Um, and she, I, I just distinctly remember sitting there, and I didn't know what to put in the section. And the whole time I'd been working with my cast and getting them to kind of follow along of like, this is what I want. This is what I um, am envisioning. And we were kind of working our way through it. And I just distinctly remember, I said, you know, I need something here and just described with like, I made minor movements. Like I was just kind of like marking, but I was saying what I wanted. And then I turn around and her and one of the other girls just went for it. And it was like, that wasn't what I saw in my head, but I like that better. So like, (laughs) let's go with that one. Um, yeah, and that, that happens. And when that happens and it works out and it makes the final cut, it's just. (sighs) (laughs) I love moments like that. Mm. Yeah. Um, if, I mean, majority of you have worked with me before, but, um, so if you have worked with me, you know, that a majority of the time I'm going to ask you, like, what do you think about this? Um, or like, which portion of this choreography do you resonate more with like do you prefer this part or do you like this part okay you do this part you do the other part because I feel like especially when casting pieces with um 
like a vast array of people when you're in an audition room and there's some people who this is they're just coming to the audition for fun there's some people who are doing this as a career there's some people who are extremely technical and there's some people who have awesome instinct with movement but could have not had any legitimate technical training but if you take the chance and you take one of each of those people and you put them together you have two options and that's either one you take the time and you use their strengths and you educate them to your vision or uh, your style and then two is you carbon copy who you want and you pick people who are the direct cookie cutter of what you see in your head and i think there's pros and cons to both however if you're going i personally feel that if i have one piece that has a group of people who have very different strengths and very different weaknesses compared to a group of people who are identical in the sense where they all can do a quadruple pirouette, they all can do this, this, and that, and you put them doing that all together, and I see a group of people doing different things, but they're playing their strengths, I'm always going to be drawn to that variety of people um, who aren't the same, because it just offers so much more of a dynamic visually, and emotionally and in the room as a choreographer they want to be there they want to learn from you and then as a choreographer like I want to learn from you too because I don't know how you resonate with what I'm talking about or like what your story is um so if I get to even like dive into your realm where you're like well I feel this way um in this case scenario and this, this, and that is why, then I'm able to create movement that represents not just myself, but also represents my dancers. And then they have ownership of their movement and they have ownership of that piece. So when they're presenting it to an audience, they feel confident in saying, this is what we're trying to tell you, which is what we're trying to provoke in an audience. Um, you don't have to agree with us, but this is what we have rather than this is what my choreographer told me. Um, I don't really feel that way and I don't understand what she's saying, but I hope I can tell you this, like thumbs up, I don't know. So if you're giving your dancers the opportunity to have ownership over what they're doing, then they're gonna do it with more passion and they're going to connect to the audience in a more um, fast way um, overall. Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> I appreciate it. It makes a lot of sense. And it's a very important insight because, you know, it ultimately, if I can speak for most artists, <laughs> by all means, I might not an art philosopher, but it, I can say that it's not about us <laughs> for the most part. Uh, Hold on. It's about me. What are you talking about? Come on. <laughs> In the purest sense of, of what anybody who creates does and it, it's to get your voice or a voice out there and your t everything tells a story whether or not the story makes any sense to the person receiving it in terms of if you wanted to if you wanted this dance to be A, B, and C, and they totally just took one, two, three, that's okay. 
and that we we learned about what was called reader's response in my drama lake class I, that could be applied to everything shout out to dr luter for that and in, in terms of you know what is presented to you can mean a billion different things to a billion different people but ultimately it has to say something and i think that's an important power that we all have and the great power great responsibility spider-man land that we all possess our responsibility is to make sure that we leave the world a little bit better than when we got here that's that's personally what i believe yeah and that one <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of like sidetrack on that but I feel like um going off of the point is just to give the audience some kind of knowledge to grapple with I feel like with today especially with so much technology everyone's so used to getting a direct answer so fast mm-hmm. so even with like textbook information, they go to school, they memorize a textbook, they take their tests and there's direct answers where it's a black and white. Um, and then I feel like with dance or theater, whatever it is, they have the opportunity to delve into that gray area. And it makes people very uncomfortable that they don't have a black or white answer. Um, especially just in general, I think everything starts conversation. And that's the point is it just starts a conversation and then it's up to the audience to direct um, and progress with that in order to come to a conclusion and it doesn't have to necessarily be right then and there it could be three years from when they saw that performance or with a friend who didn't even see the performance or the piece of art but um, I think especially now with all of the things we have at our fingertips it's difficult for many people who aren't um, conditioned in art to be content and not anxious with that idea of this middle ground where what if I saw something that's not what that choreographer said. I can name hundreds of times where I've either been in a piece or um, I've been doing a talk back and an audience member will always be like, what was your piece about? And they don't even try to begin to offer up what they saw so I feel like it's very important that we always ask before I tell you what it was about what did you see or Mm. what was there that gave you um the intentions that that is your idea or concept in what you saw um so just starting a conversation there are no cue cards in, in, in dance that's true. You don't get to, there's no laugh tracks. There's no momentary silence where you're like, this is when it's supposed to be sad. This was like, she's pregnant. Like that kind of shit. Like it, there's none of that. There's, there's, you know, they do the thing and then people are sitting there, they, you know, lights go down. Maybe there's a bow and they're sitting there like, what the heck is that? And they have to, and they have to find their own opinions on it. And I think that's super cool. But like sometimes people don't like to do that. They like to, like Dakota said, what's it about? Like, give me a bio. Tell me a theme. Sometimes it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> so we're getting a little close to the 10-minute mark here. But to leave on a, a high note, I just want to get like a round of what was the moment in dance that made you laugh? I want to start with, <laughs> there was, uh, I want to say, this was dance happening. 
a year ago. I think this was spring dance happening 2019. And I was in the last piece to perform. And as we were supposed to wave, as the curtain was coming down, and however, the main drape got caught on something. And it was supposed to come down and close us off. And half of it got caught up and the other half just came swinging down. And there was this moment of temporary chaos and fear that as I just instinctively, because I also do tech theater, just ran off stage and I grabbed that running line with all my might and I just hoisted it. back up and then I just put all my weight and brought it down and I think back on that moment and I was like well that could be a dance in and of itself maybe that would be my first choreographed piece for real that's a musical isn't it a musical right there Uh, the play that goes wrong (laughs) (laughs) well lady first that's on you guys I'm not um (laughs) I have two. So first one most recently. Um, so it was my last spring dance happening, or yeah, last spring dance happening. So last year, um, it was one, I forget which show it was, but I was so mad when the show started. So mad. Like I, my friends have never seen me more angry. I was screaming in the dressing room because someone just did something like in my personal life I was so mad and I was like angry crying and I had to go on for Victoria Canyon's piece and we were supposed to be like super sassy and like sexy in our heels and I was like trying to all like so mad my face was like the whole time <laughs> and then I like rolled to the floor in the choreography and my pinky toe like slid out of my character shoe but oh. I still had my tights on, so my pinky toe was just, like, <laughs> like right out of the shoe. And I, like, saw it, and I was like, <laughs> like, what do I do? Like, I can't get it back in. So my pinky toe was just hanging out of the shoe, like, the whole dance. And I literally just looked at it and, like, laughed on stage. And I, I wasn't angry anymore because I was so mad in the beginning. And then my That's pinky toe popped out. Um, so that was a good one. Second one it was my first ever dance happening four years ago and I was in this like also sexy piece I don't know why I would get cast in them but um <laughs> so I was in this piece and <laughs> oh that's fair <laughs> <laughs> and we were wearing these like sparkly dresses it was to the song from 50 shades of gray and apparently we weren't doing a great job so Susan Taylor Lennon comes up on stage before the show starts and she goes ladies I want all of you to make every man in the audience want to come up on stage and have sex with you right then and there that is your objective and I was like 18 years old like fresh out of the small town and I was like Yes, (laughs) Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. So. That is law. That's on the 10th commandments. It is the 11th one. <laughs> Those are mine. It was a great time. <laughs> um, I can think of an ex- um, one time, um, last spring dance happening. It was during Heather Zaka's piece. Um, it was like a sassy jazz routine, and I was really feeling myself, and I'll never forget. I forgot what specific movement I was doing, but it involved like a 
a roll around on the floor. My hair was half up, half down. And whoever was dancing right next to me, I remember when we rolled on the floor, we were getting up, she stomped on my ponytail. Oh. <laughs> so my hair. So I'm getting, so I'm like feeling myself. All I hear is like, ah. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, Kiara, just like, you know, keep doing you or whatever. But it's funny because I think that was to show my roommates one or something because I have the video and it's like half of the video, my hair is all slicks and whatever. And half the video, my hair is literally like hanging off. It looked so ratchet, but it was okay. I tried so hard not to get upset because I, it just came back to me. I know this was like the second time this person did that. Like it happened one during dress rehearsal and during the live show. Like, yeah, I was a little pissed. <laughs> as long as we can look back and laugh on it that's the most important part yeah no it was like, it's funny because i like couldn't think of a moment like recently where like i like laughed to myself on stage or something slipped up but then it hit me i was like oh shoot <laughs> i remember that one <laughs> um mine actually again was another anecdote with dakota is we were in a um dance concert uh my sophomore year and we were in this piece uh, with uh, choreographed by Bill Evans, and he came down and uh, he like set the piece on us, and it was like this, um, the uh, it was like a very tribal. It was about um, the Maori in New Zealand and um, the way they're they're treated, and um, it, it was a very serious piece. Um, but so uh, it's mostly my fault, but it's, I still think about it because it was hysterical. Um, my face makeup was always crap every night because I wasn't good at it, <laughs> and so um, I remember one night. We're on stage and it's all very serious. We all have like these very serious expressions. It's like a 13 minute long dance. So like, you know, we're like, at the end of this dance, we're all like, <laughs> and we're all like dripping. Cause it's like, we've been running around and stomping and jumping for 13 minutes. It was still to this day, the craziest dance I've ever done. Um, so we're on stage and uh, there's this moment and I can't remember exactly what happens. It's like a jump and a land. And then we all turn and look at somebody and we did. and. I, f I feel like it was um Sam uh, Cressman and we turned and looked and she just had this like shocked face because she was not in the right position and we were like like I think she had like her foot on like her dress weird and like like it was just but she gave us this look and we all just kind of went and we just had to like and we just like and we kept doing the dance and then but I just remember at the end of the dance we like we were just all like cracking up and then we talked about it the next day and we we're like so like we all saw that it wasn't just like this didn't happen <laughs> like, like you saw like her face and we were just cackling but it was so hard to say stay uh straight face on stage and um ah man it was, it was it's a while i still think about that as like the closest i came to cracking at a dance show because normally i'm good i'm good in theater because like you know you're not there but like when you're dancing you're just like huh <laughs> Well, that sounds like it was definitely a time. Uh, you know, unfortunately, we're getting up to that point that Zoom is telling us that we got to be kicked out. I wish I could talk to you all forever. And I'm sure you have a wealth of knowledge that many people who want to get into dance want to at least have the little, little peek to see what's inside the mind of these big, scary choreographers or the very intimidating uh technically trained humans but ultimately i just wanted to say well guess what not peek behind the curtain but take it off we're all nice people 
lot of really great people and dance should be for everyone. That's the biggest takeaway I wanted to have. So I think you all have definitely shown that for whoever may be out there just catching this in the ether. But thank you all so much. And I truly appreciate your time here. Hey, thanks for having us. It was a fun time.